Welcome to the I Work For Him Power Pod. I'm Michael Miracle, producer for I Work For Him, the voice of the faith and work movement. We are on mission to transform the workplace of every Christian into a mission field. Each quick listening power pod is designed with you in mind and jam-packed with kingdom resources to help you connect your faith and work. How will this impact your workplace? Let's find out right now. You know, as a business leader, where do you go for truth? Do you find it in the Wall Street Journal or the New York Times? Maybe, but maybe you go to the internet and you, and you do your own research. Do you find truth there? Where do you find truth? Well, if you're a, gre- if you're a regular listener of I Work For Him, you know that truth, real truth, the only truth is found in Jesus. But how do you apply that to your workplace, to your leadership position, to your life, to your life with your family? Sometimes you just need help. Today we talk with Dave Holly, the new leader of Truth at Work. To find out about this amazing ministry and how it can help you, a business owner, a business leader, an organizational leader, find help with leading your faith and leading with your faith in your workplace. Dave Holly, welcome to I Work For Him. Talk about your work background before becoming the leader at Truth at Work. Yeah, so I I was in the marketplace uh, really for about 25-plus years before becoming a leader at Truth at Work, but that's not where I started my journey at Truth at Work. So um, I was about 35 or 36 when I came to know the Lord. I think it was actually 35. So I was probably halfway in that journey. I had been in the tech industry, worked for a number of companies like IBM, Verizon, and then spent a uh, really better part of 20 years in a small technology company that I was privileged to watch grow to a billion dollars. And uh, it was halfway in that work journey where I came to know the Lord. And it was shortly after that where I actually came to know Truth at Work. Wow, very, very cool. So who introduced you to Truth at Work? So interestingly enough, Truth at Work was introduced to me. First, I actually had a crisis of calling. And when I say that, when I first uh, came to know the Lord, I started having this thing about, isn't the marketplace evil? And should I even be in the marketplace? And I sort of had a panic look in my wife about, what does that mean? You know, and what are you going to do? And my pastor said, you know, if it's going to happen, you'll get an affirmation from her. And then I had a, a gentleman that put his arm around me, and he kind of opened my eyes to the employees. At the time, I had 500 employees under my charge and customers and things. And he said, look, you've got access to people that Mike, and at the time, Mike was our pastor, Mike will never meet because they won't come into a church, but they have to go to work. And so that's what opened my eyes to being staying in the marketplace. And then one of the original Truth at Work Roundtable members from 2000 actually chased me for about a year and asked me to come to an informational meeting, and I eventually did. All right, so let's just take a step back, because when we were doing our pre-show interview, you talked a lot about, hey, you know, I was a little bit different at work before Christ than after Christ. How would you describe your life and your perspective on work before Christ? So you're not going to let me gloss over that. So no, the reality is, no, because um, we want to talk about the amazing work that Jesus has done in your life. Because that's what's, that's what's fun to highlight. You know, I think the fundamental difference is I was always driven. So I was fortunately always driven, always goal-centered, uh, goal but I was driven for me. And um, it was really, you know, 
for my goals, my objectives. And the only good thing I would say I had through that is I always treated people with dignity and respect. But it really was all about how I was advancing, growing, developing, um, really from a business perspective. When I changed, I really moved from me and the Lord, because I'd love to tell you that immediately the next day it was I was driven for the Lord. Um, but it was it was a blend, and it sure. depended on the day, it depended on the hour. And then ultimately, I'd like to say I've spent more time being driven for the Lord with, you know, those normal setbacks of being driven for myself. Um, the other thing, though, uh, from our discussion I thought about is, if I look back, I was definitely a hothead. Um, my temper sometimes was legendary. Sometimes in the business, people would think it was funny. And, of course, there's not a lot about it that's funny. And so while I still have my moments, it's interesting as I've looked back, my self-control has changed dramatically from 20 years ago in the marketplace even till say, 10 years ago to five years ago and, you know, again, continues to develop there. So let's talk about Truth at Work. You became the new leader. You, you replaced the founder as the, as the new leader uh, of Truth at Work in 2016. What is Truth at Work all about? So we're really about impacting the marketplace. I, that's why I love uh, the message that you have and how your message, uh, I work for him, resonates with us. We're about the marketplace. We're about impacting the marketplace. Clearly, one of the best ways to impact anything is to impact the leader. And there's a lot of truth about the leaders in Christian businesses, whether they be the owner, the CEO, or even a key executive. Is We often talk about them being lonely, isolated, and overwhelmed. Lonely you know, or am I the only one going through this isolated in the sense that I don't necessarily have a good peer group that's safe to wrestle with issues of faith and work? And overwhelmed, you know, we have this viewpoint of we have to have it all together at work, all together at home, all together in the community, and the reality is nobody has it all together. And so we provide that environment, and I would tell you that we challenge them in issues of faith and work, but also encourage them in issues of faith and work. Uh, well, but and, and this is in, a, in what kind of format? So, substantively, we serve the marketplace through what we call roundtables. And so we'll have a group of 10 to 14, nominally 12 uh, business leaders, key executives, that meet on a monthly basis. And again, very structured. We take them through a half-day format. And so they start their day out once a month in really a, what I'll call a peer board of advisors. And we'll take them through a structured content that will be on a specific topic that we're wrestling with. Could be current events or otherwise. Let each month a different member be featured. And then ultimately work through roundtable issues together. So we have a nice structured format that we meet monthly with them. While we have our roundtables that that's the key target for, we've actually birthed a new program for emerging entrepreneurs. Imagine... Some of our members that maybe have been running companies for 10 and 20 years, we talk about imagine if you started off a new business venture with a kingdom perspective, and we put mentors around them, content specifically for entrepreneurs, and we give them you know, a faith-based view right from the beginning of founding their businesses. We've got devotionals, as you said, that people can subscribe to weekly, and now we actually have a podcast uh, that is basically interviewing different leaders from around the country, probably many that would be a guest on your show, about how they um, wrestle and integrate their faith into leadership. 
We've got one of your uh, city leaders, uh, chapter leaders on the line with us. We've got Jim Lang. He's the chapter president in Toledo, Ohio, and he runs a ton of different groups. Uh, and for some reason, it's said in your notes there, Dave Holly, that Jim is five foot twenty. That's correct. <laughs> well, Jim Lang, I'll let you explain that. Jim Lang, welcome to I Work for Him. So, what would you say the experience is like for your members? Wow, uh, I would say it's life changing. Uh, that would be the one word. We've been doing this now in Toledo for nine years, and. It's also very engaging, and most of our members, they say, I cannot believe how quickly these four hours go. I usually can't sit still for a minute, and, it, you know, I'm just kind of riveted to what God is doing, and it really is like a, having a front-row seat to watch the Holy Spirit do just some amazing things uh, in the lives of our members, and many of our members have built lifelong friendships with other leaders that they never knew before uh, being involved in Truth at Work. So talk about one story of impact that you've witnessed as a facilitator for Truth at Work Roundtable Discussion Groups right there in Toledo, Ohio. Jim Lang, talk about what what kind of impact have you witnessed personally? Wow. Well, I mean, we've seen tons of, we've seen marriages saved, we've seen families, dynamics, things just get worked out, business, I mean, there's all sorts of things. But one story, let me just tell you this. So one of the components of our meeting is called the Roundtable Time, where our members uh, at the beginning of the meeting, fill out a card, and they say, my roundtable issue or my question or my opportunity is uh, from 1 to 10, the severity level. How badly do I want to talk about it today? And this talks about how the enemy plays with us. And we had a member who actually wrote a 3 on her card. Um, so it wasn't a big deal. And she said she needed five minutes to discuss it. And so we ended up having about five minutes left toward the end of that segment. And uh, I said, go ahead and, and share. She goes, well, I just need some prayer because I've got some people really close to me who are saying really hurtful things to me, and I'm just re- I am just feel really wounded. And so I asked a couple more questions, a couple more members did, and five minutes later she's full-on sobbing and says, and she said, two days ago I was in my garage with a loaded revolver at my temple. I have no idea why I didn't pull the trigger. And... I'm telling you, God just filled that room, and we prayed for her. There happened to be a counselor in that meeting who met met with her, and what has happened in her life since then is truly remarkable. God has just taken her to some incredible heights. And, and wouldn't the enemy be the first one to try to take her out when he knew that was coming? And uh, mm-hmm. so, and what, but the question is, where else would she go to share that? As the leader of Truth at Work, I imagine you get to hear some pretty phenomenal stories from your members. Why don't you just talk about one that you remember recently that's, that one of your chapter leaders passed on to you? Well, one of the things that I uh, loved is there's a situation where somebody came into a meeting and an employee stole from them. And everything in their in their being said, I just need to go to work and address it, right? You know, today you could be at work at 6 a.m., right? It used to be... You weren't at work till you got to work, but now you can open your phone and technically be at work. And what I loved about that one is he decided to come to his roundtable meeting instead of skip it, even though it was urgent. He decided to get counsel, and in getting counsel, he would tell you, he already knew what to do in his flesh, but by getting counsel, he changed what he did with the employee. And while the employee still ended up being terminated, he maintained a relationship and ultimately was able to lead him to Christ after he was an employee at the company. And so where do you get that kind of truth and counsel around the table that you and your flesh knew exactly what you, quote-unquote, needed to do, but 
around the table, got some good godly counsel, and had that kind of impact. Why is it that CEOs, business owners, and leaders, pastors, people that run organizations, are very lonely at the top? Well, here's a great example. I mean, you look to leaders, right? I mean, I think about pastors. My son's uh, in Bible college to become a preacher. I just think of them, wow, people look to them to be, quote-unquote, all together. But I'll give you an example. One of our roundtables, you know, as they're working through issues of payroll and, you know, the things they worry about, uh, customers and things, they're responsible for lives in that sense and a livelihood. And they don't turn it off. You know, many of us, I can tell you, even when I worked for companies early, I could turn it off at 5 or 6 o'clock and go home, and they just don't. And we had a roundtable where a guy, quite frankly, was dealing with severe depression, and that's not something he could just sit there and say in front of his employees or even his management team. He needed some place where he could just non-judgmentally say, God, I'm struggling, and how can you help come around me? Well, and that's, it's a tough deal. I mean, and I, this is something I've learned even about pastors recently is that, I mean, not, we've always known they have a tough job because they've got, you know, every person yeah. sitting in a pew is a critic. But the same thing is true of our business owners and leaders as well because they've got so much pressure and they don't get to turn it off. Yet when they come home, they're still expected to actually get, keep their marriage a priority, keep their family a priority over and above their work. And a lot of times they don't have any good perspective on that. Do you guys at Truth at Work help business owners and leaders understand the priorities, the God-given priorities? We do. We have content that's arrayed around that. But it's interesting you say we're talking to somebody in a new market for us up outside the Detroit area, and one of the guys, the guy's running a big construction company, and, you know, he knows how to do big things, right, big projects, run big, um, you know, programs and things and do big construction projects. But, you know, he honestly just looked at it and he goes, I got people in my business that are struggling financially. I got people struggling in their marriage. I got people that are dealing with anxiety and depression. Like, how do I how do I minister to them? And you know, it was real sincere. It's like I can tell them how to do this, right, and run the business. But I have to be equipped for this. And where else do I get equipped to deal with this? Now, we're not asking them to be counselors and things, but we do need to be able to equip them to be able to be sensitive to that and minister to that in the lives of the people that work with them. Well, can you give us an example of what that looks like? Because that's one of those things where it's sometimes hard to understand until you put it in a picture or put it in a story. Can you give us a story that explains that? Yeah, well, one of the things that we found um, two years ago is we brought some content in around marriage. Right? And you think, okay, business, what's, what's the deal with marriage? But there's so many stories. I'll tell you the personal story is I navigated a business through the tech uh downturn, and I remember reading an article, and the article was about how this guy navigated the company through all these twists and turns of the downturn, and of course, as a leader, I just loved it. I was following through every step of the way, and then when it was uh, all done at the end of the article, it said, almost as a throwaway punchline, oh, and he lost his marriage, you know, and Mm. it was like, and to me, that invalidated the rest of what he did. You know, but to the article in a business journal, it was like, wow, look how great this guy did. No, yeah, it had a little side effect. Well, that's not a little side effect. That's got <laughs> generational impact. Oh, it's horrible. Yeah, so with all that said, um, the um, the challenges that we faced, marriage was a big one a couple of years ago, and we actually brought in somebody to deal with that and, and bring those issues out where people can honestly share. Well, so a lot of people... content related to that. Well, a lot of people would think, wait a minute, this is a business Christian business roundtable discussion group where business owners and leaders and leaders of organizations can come in and have conversations about organizational kind of stuff. 
but they don't think about the fact that they're going you're going to deal with spiritual issues you're going to deal with personal issues because all of those roll into the workplace right yeah and you're dealing with life because at the end of the day people are living lives i, I one of our chapter presidents make this great comment to his pastor he says when's the last time you gave a sermon on how to biblically fire somebody and the reality is, you do have to fire people occasionally, and uh, he had a good point. He's like, when is the last time I gave a sermon on that? So there are different ways to approach even business topics, but they have the human side of it. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower. My workplace, it's my mission field, but ultimately, I work for him. Thank you for listening to the I Work For Him Power Pod with your hosts, Jim and Martha Brangenberg. Want more? Hear the full broadcast at IWorkForHim.com. Stay connected and receive power-packed content when you sign up for our blog at IWorkForHim.com or follow us on social media at IWorkForHim. And finally, if today's message inspired you, please subscribe, rate, and review the show on your favorite podcast platform. Your review helps launch more workplace missionaries across the nation. That's at IWorkForHim and online, IWorkForHim.com.